Welcome to the Run for God Run Club, where you will find God in a runner's space. Welcome to the Run for God Run Club. This is your one stop each week to be motivated and inspired to get off the couch and onto the running trail where you can, in turn, inspire others to do the same. Let's learn, laugh, and leap into running together, giving God the glory for what we are able to do in His name. I am your running host, Dean Thompson. Today, we're going to talk about a rescue dog named Hazel and how we should enjoy the outdoors more. And then we're going to talk about how running can be like depression. (laughs) Yep, that's what I said. Joining me for that and more is Run for God founder, Mitchell Hollis. So I think some of my runs nowadays are depressing. (laughs) We won't get into that. So fall is here, Dean. Yes. Man, you look out the window and the colors are just about peak right here in North Georgia. I can't keep the leaves off my grass. I can tell you that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> it's that time of year. I yeah. love it. I love it. We've had cross-country races. Yeah. A bunch of them. I've seen three in the last two days. Have you really? Yeah. Oh, you went to the middle school one after. I went, went to the that. middle yeah. school, yeah. yeah. And then yesterday I went to the other region, southeast, northwest. Did you? How did that yeah. go? It went. It went okay. Yeah. Northwest. I think I didn't. I didn't hang around for the awards, but I think the Northwest boys, who were actually ranked fifth in the in the region, I think they upset Heritage and made it in. The, made it. To and state. the girls made it to state too, didn't they? They should have. I, they, I saw a post. Okay, uh, they were close. Somebody posted that they made it. They were the boys close. and girls made it. Yeah, so. I think the girls underperformed a little bit. So yeah. Well, well, pretty cool. Yeah. Hey, uh, before we get started, let's talk about this week's sponsor again. If you are a business out there and you want to support what Run for God's doing, while we could support you in the process, um, send an email to runlanehollis at gmail He'll get you all the information about how that works. But this week's sponsor uh, again is one of our uh, faithful sponsors, Ken's Car Star. Um, they feature a state-of-the-art unibody and frame repair equipment, expert painting, towing assistance, vehicle pickup, and delivery in a nationwide warranty in a clean, inviting environment. Uh, they've prepared, they've repaired more than 4 million vehicles since 1989. That's why more people choose CarStar Auto Body Repair Experts for their vehicle repair needs than any other body shop. Call Ken's CarStar and schedule a free estimate today again if you're out there listening we we're needing some more sponsors right now so uh if you if you have the um you know you support what we're doing and you own a business and and you want us to do the same for you uh shoot shoot lane an email and he'll get you all the information but uh we love our sponsors we can't do what we do without them yep we need sponsors you know what else we need we need some more stories we're not to that point of the podcast yet but we we need some folks to be submitting stories and i know that there's a bunch out there just waiting to be submitted there's got to be some stories from this past weekend oh for sure so if you ran the half marathon this weekend we're calling you out right now because i've heard the stories i wasn't there but i've heard about them so put them down in writing so we can share them with everybody. Well, I got at least one promise that somebody would, and then hers is going to be pretty incredible. So hopefully well, uh, we'll see that soon. Yeah. Good. Well, let's share a Run Club social post. This one comes from Karen Hamrick, and it does happen to be about the race this mm-hmm. past weekend. She says, God was there. 
He was in every one of your smiling faces. He was there in your love and care for others. He was there as you encouraged and cheered everyone on. God was there in every detail. He was in my heart and mind as I ran, talking to me and encouraging me along the way. He was there in the stunning beauty of his creation that we were blessed to run through. He was there at mile 12 when my tears flowed as I praised him and thanked him for his grace. Run for God, family. You will never know what you mean to me. Thank you for this ministry that has depended, deepened my relationship with Christ. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work in us, to him be the glory. Of course, that's Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. So, you know, I, I mentioned I wasn't able to be there. I had a wedding. My niece got married this weekend, which was pretty cool. But I've heard the stories. It sounded like it was a great weekend. It was. It was. It was a really cool place to have it. Yeah. It's funny because it's, uh, you know, it, it's a uh, very, it's a secluded half marathon. Right. Or marathon. Of course, there was a and marathon. It's in Greensboro. There, it's right? in Greensboro, Greensboro, North Carolina. And Greensboro is a fairly sizable town. Yeah. And uh, it's right basically almost in the middle of, it's not in the middle of the city, but yeah. it's, you know, it's in the suburbs there. And, but it felt like you were out far away from the hustle and bustle hmm. um, where the course was. So they, it was a really nice place to run. The park that they ran through was just beautiful. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I ran part of that course uh, myself. And um, it's it was it was hilly, though. We had lots of comments about the hilliness of the course. Yeah. Well, I know we're going to talk more about that here in just a minute. But we are. Yeah, I heard a lot about it. So that's, uh, that's good to hear. Yep, yep. So, Karen, thank you for that sentiment because uh, we heard that a lot this weekend. We had a trivia question from last week that was this. The Greeks were famously in the Bible, a secular society that Paul and others shared Jesus with over time. But the Greeks had many gods and goddesses in mythology. Now, we're not advocating for mythology, but they had a goddess of running. What was the name of that goddess? Had you ever heard this before? No, I was thinking it was going to be, I, I the first thing that came to hit my head was Philippides, but that's that was the actual person that yeah. ran the very first marathon. So, yeah. no, I did not know this. Atalanta. Um, I remember the first time I think I ever saw that, I thought somebody misspelled Atlanta. Uh, <laughs> that's, what it, that's what it looks like. It's just a little extra A. Got an extra A. Thrown yeah. in there. Um, so she was a huntress, but also a very swift runner. And so this comes from Wikipedia. I couldn't explain it any better, I don't think, than, than they did in Wikipedia. So this was, this was very interesting. According to Ovid, before her adventures, Atalanta had consulted an oracle who prophesied that marriage would be her undoing. As a result, she chose to live in the wilderness. After the Caledonian boar hunt, Atalanta was discovered by her father, who accepted her as his daughter and began to arrange a marriage for her. To prevent this, she agreed to marry only if a suitor could outrun her in a foot race, which swift-footed Atalanta knew was impossible. If the suitor was unsuccessful, he would be killed. Her father agreed to the terms, and many suitors died in the attempt. Until... Hippomenes, who fell in love with Atalanta at first sight. Hippomenes knew it, he could not best Atalanta even with the advantage of a, a head start, so he prayed to the goddess Aphrodite for assistance. Aphrodite, who felt spurned because Atalanta was a devotee of Artemis and rejected love, gave Hippomenes three irresistible golden apples. 
As the race began, Atalanta, wearing armor and carrying weapons, quickly passed Hippomenes, but she was diverted off the path as he tossed an apple for her to retrieve. Each time Atalanta caught up with Hippomenes, he would toss another apple, ultimately winning the race and Atalanta herself. Atalanta bore a son, Par- Parthen- Parthenopius, I don't know if I'm saying that right, um, who may have been fathered by Meleager or Ares, who became one of the seven, uh, seven against Thebes. So, first of all, I want to say I'm so thankful for God <laughs> and our God. Yeah. And the this is just, this is messed up. Yeah. I mean... And again, we are not no. promoting Greek goddesses and things like that. But it, but it is interesting. It, where, where did they come up with some of this stuff? I don't know. You know, it's it's so somebody just had to write these stories. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I tell them, you know, I guess back then they didn't write so much as they just told these stories and passed them along. But yeah, can, uh, can <laughs> I don't know why these 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 aren't just written in a book somewhere and right. it's just a story. Yeah, but, it's just a storybook. Yeah, yeah. but anyway. Can you imagine having a race to uh, to get married? That's a little different. Uh, just, <laughs> just the whole idea. These are a little weird. Gods and goddesses, and they're having to compete. You got to catch her to propose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Oh man. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I like I like other fiction stories, and these stories can be interesting. Although I remember. When we talked about this in in school and high school and college and stuff, I never was very interested in mythology. I did, I don't mm. know. It just never interested me much. So, but anyway, there is a Greek uh, goddess of running, hmm. and her name is Atalanta. And I just thought it was something we should all know. And now you know. That's it. All right. So uh, the Christmas gear is still for sale. Won't be much longer, and we'll be taking it down for the year. Uh, so be sure you go to runforgod.com. We've actually got a banner right there on the homepage. You can click on that banner. It's got our all of our pictures in the in the run club or the not the run club gear, the Christmas gear, mm-hmm. and uh, it's been popular so far. We've had we've had a big response to it. People want that gear, so uh, go check it out at runforgod.com. Yeah, for sure. Social media? Nope. Grocery store tabloids? Nope. The newspaper? Not usually. The national news? Is there any media source these days that only shares a positive message? A lot of the media we take in each day can be pretty negative. Why not make the decision right now that your music will only be positive? Sign up for an account at jradio.com today and download the app in your app store. With music for every moment and entirely positive Christian message, it'll be nice to hear things going right for a change. So we're back, and it's about this time of year where we start throwing the challenges out there. And this year is no different. We've got uh, January. We'll be here before we know it. You know, That's I mean, true. we're we're headed. We're basically in November right now, and we know that these last two months of the year, it seems like they just they're over in a flash. So we are starting the Couch to Marathon twenty twenty three in January. And we already have people signing up to uh, host 5K challenges and couch to marathons uh, at the same time. So if you're out there and you have never taught a 5K challenge or any Run for God challenge, I'm, I'm here to dare you. I'm here to push you. I'm here to challenge you 
to do that because we hear it so many times for you, for me, for everybody we hear that teaches this stuff in their communities. It changes their lives. It changes the lives of a lot of people that, that you're able to kind of lead through this process. But more importantly, it's going to change your life. Uh, I know we have, we're about 6,500 instructors strong through the years, um, but we want that to be 10,000. Yeah. We want it to be 10,000. Yeah. We want we want thousands going through this process with us next year. So the way I would do it in your communities is, is maybe you put out there a Couch to Marathon Challenge but don't just do the Couch to Marathon Challenge. Post a 5K challenge that starts at the same time, same day, same place, same everything. Because for the first 12 weeks, it is the same. Mm-hmm. And you may have people that want to continue on to the Marathon Challenge, but you also may have people who sign up for the 5K Challenge that, you know what? Come week 10, come week 8, when they do that first 20-minute run, they've got the confidence to think now, wow, maybe I can go the distance. Yeah. And then they fall right into the marathon challenge. So it's the same class. It's, you're not starting two classes. Right. It's just the 5K step of the marathon challenge. And the 5K challenge is the exact same curriculum. It's same same everything. So I would encourage you to do that. Uh, we now have the find a class tab on the website. So any we always have people looking for a class in their community. And the reason we're bringing this up now is because it takes time to prepare for this. We need to get you on the website. You need to start making preparations, getting your room in your church or your community center. Um, there's a lot of preparation that needs to happen. But also, um, come about mid-December, we'll start pushing out to the general public. Hey, join us for the Marathon Challenge or the 5K Challenge starting in January. But also join a local class. We'll be pushing people into your communities because we always have people email us say i live in such and such missouri for instance and and we'll be able to say go to runforgod.com go to find a class see if there's a class in your area if not teach one if not either of those join us on the on the virtual side of it the the nationwide class so uh I don't know, just something to think about, Dean. Yeah. You know, we we love challenging people here because we know the difference it makes. Yeah. We know the difference it makes. Yeah. So, I'm um, I'm daring you. Yeah, that's well, you know what that means. <laughs> that's, yeah, I, I I think that you're. I mean, there's no question that we've seen it over and over and over again. And and a lot of people are really really reluctant. And we've seen so many people who are really reluctant, and they finally go. Uh, yeah, I'll give it a try. And then, boy, they are so happy afterwards. You know, a few years back, we started doing the videos. So now it's it really is as simple as you have a place to meet up. You, you A lot of people meet up on a Monday night or a Sunday night. You, you pull up the videos. You watch it. You discuss what you just watched. And then you go out for a run. It really is that simple. Yeah. You know, early on in Run for God, you physically had to teach, and there are still people out there who choose to actually teach this and, that's and not even use the videos because we both know that there are still instructors out there that can teach circles around us. Oh, for sure. Um, and so, so you you've got the flexibility to do to do either nowadays. So, uh, bottom line, go to runforgod.com. Make sure you remember go down to become an instructor, and you'll see all the details there on how to do just that. But we want we want lots and lots of local classes going on. Um, that we're all doing it together in January because that's the other cool thing. We're all doing this at the same time. Hopefully a lot of these people will meet up for the free 5K here in Dalton for the Run for God weekend. Mm-hmm. And it's just, um, 
it's a cool dynamic that we're we're going to replicate every year as long as God allows us to keep doing this. And if you're hearing all this about all these groups and you just don't have anybody around you, you can do one of two things. First, you could start your own group. Mm-hmm. Just throw it out there. Just try to enlist some other people to come along with you and start your own class. Uh, you just heard how simple it is. Um, or you can do it on your own. Mm-hmm. It is possible. And uh, we'll, Yeah, we'll, when you go to find a class, there's find a local class, but there's also the nationwide challenges. And the nationwide yeah. challenges is simple Simply a lot of people who don't have a local class, mm-hmm. but they're doing it as part of the, the kind of the nationwide group. So we've got all kinds of options on there. And just know if that's you and you're having to do it, quote, on your own, there's a bunch of people doing but it. You're with not you. on you're your not own. You're not on your you're own. You're not on your own. For sure. So, uh, so yeah. Well, we had a great time at the Cannonball Half Marathon in Greensboro this weekend. I mean, the course was beautiful. It ran through... Um, uh, it was like a, a what do they call it? It's not a rails to trail, but a uh, like a greenway kind of mm-hmm. path. So it was kind of it was kind of in neighborhoods, but outside of the neighborhoods, and um, it was through a, the, a again a beautiful park, um, nice lakes and things like that. It it was just a really nice place. Um, and I again I didn't run the half marathon, but I ran I ran the five k. I got. You know, I had a we had a cross country race the day before the 5K, uh, or the day of the 5K that morning. So we did that, and then I drove straight from Knoxville, which is where our race was, to uh, Greensboro. Greensboro. And I got there about it was about an hour and a half before race time, and I thought, you know, I didn't run many miles this morning. I could I could use an extra run, so I jumped into the 5K and ran the 5K. It was fun. And I had I enjoyed, and I wanted. And you won. I wound up winning a <laughs> gift card. Uh, so with the gift card, I was able to. Uh, I brought home to Debbie uh, a new hat with flamingos on it, which you know she loves mm-hmm. flamingos, and a, and a bag of coffee um, that was that I won, and so it was uh, it was productive. So uh, I was glad I was able to bring her something home. So it was fun. I just showed up an hour and a half early, and I thought, oh, I need some mileage. I'll go win this race. Well, I love that, Dean. Yeah, all the fast people probably showed up the next day for the half marathon. Right, marathon. Right. So what was your time? Uh, 18.07. Mm, that's moving. Yeah. it was whew, That last mile was brutal. I've, it I've, was tough. I've heard it from several people. <laughs> so the last mile of the 5K was the same last mile of the half marathon. Yes. Yeah, I've yeah. I've heard from several people about that last mile. Yeah, it was some yeah. race director out there was saying, "Hey, watch this." Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Of course, I say that, and when we used to have a half marathon here, our last mile was kind of the same. That's true. It, it was, was tough, pretty too. epic. It was, it was, um, and I, I love the the park that it was in. It was a really nice place because you were just kind of the group. You well, you haven't been to the to to the Junction Three Eleven. Uh, races but they do a really good job of of creating this big race atmosphere they had this big stage out there they had lots of music they had a live band that came after the half marathon and the marathon and um, it's just a really big race feel but it's not you know so so crowded like it is at you know the new york marathon Mm. where you you can't find people and right. it, it was just a joy and of course we had the run for god tent set up mm-hmm. so we had people gathering around there and it was pretty pretty fun so did you have a lot of that. people come up that didn't know anything about run for god we had a few yeah talked to a few people um we actually got set up right next to another group and i wish i could remember the name of the group but the group was was uh a, a man a men's group 
who basically they had a bunch of different chapters around and, and every morning, I, I think he said there were multiple, there were like 10 groups in the Greensboro area that met every single morning and did some kind of workout. Oh, really? And uh, But they cool. also, uh, you know, they would also pray and, and uh, yeah. so it was a good, yeah. So we had this, fit. we were right next to this Christian group and yeah. it, was, uh, it was pretty cool to talk to them. Um, so I think we had about 50 or so that were there yeah. Um, now I've heard from a ton of people who, you know, they couldn't make it to right. the to the half, but they're planning on making it to the marathon. So we should have a pretty big group in Gulf Shores for the marathon in January. So was there a lot there that a lot of people in Run Club that you hadn't met there? There were a there were a fair number. Yeah, yeah. people that you know, just like we've always seen in the past. People, you know their name yep. as soon as they say it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that was pretty cool. Wow. Always cool to do this. And I, I have to say, I can give a shout out to Angie and Patrick, who did a really, really good job yeah. of uh, getting everything set up. And I told Angie, Angie was like, she was talking about, you know how she is. She's She's got energy to burn. <laughs> and so she said, I know you're probably wanting me to shut up. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> you don't realize how nice it is yeah. to, to come in the middle of something right. after she had gotten it started. And not feel the pressure sure. to, to kind of... Well, and they're just... Man, they're gifted at that. Yeah. I mean, the more I see... Yeah. and the I mean, Patrick every day is is putting Scripture up. And, and Angie's commenting on Patrick's Scripture. And she's putting up her own thing. I mean, they just... Like you said, it's like they got endless energy. Yeah. But they're it's infectious. It I is. mean, you, your spirit lifts when you're around them. So, uh, yep. so thank you to Angie and Patrick for putting all that together. Uh, for you and Debbie, or for you making the trip and, and Shannon and Gay making the trip. I mean, it means a lot. Wish I could have been there. Um, my niece decided to plan a wedding and she didn't call me and ask my schedule i can't believe that but uh but yeah i will be at gulf shores sure so i'm uh, i'm excited about it yeah i'm excited about that one as well well this week's story comes from jan Klemp, and it is called running with hazel hazel is my five-year-old rescue dog we adopted her when she was about one year old She had been a stray pregnant dog that came from Kentucky to a no-kill shelter in Wisconsin. Hazel's puppies found homes quickly, but nobody wanted her. She was at the shelter for months. We already had a dog at the time, but he was old, and my daughter wanted a more active dog. She convinced me to go and look at Hazel. Hazel is not a particularly attractive dog, and she is not a sought-after breed. In fact, she is a true mutt. According to her DNA test, she is boxer, pit bull, golden retriever, and mixed, meaning many other breeds. Perhaps that is why nobody wanted her. Too ordinary, not special. When we met her, we found her to be loving and good-natured. My daughter bonded with her immediately, so we adopted her and made her part of our family. Hazel is a high-energy dog. She loves zipping around the house with shoes in her mouth, playing fetch, chasing rabbits and squirrels, taking walks, and running. Hazel loves to run. To keep her settled down, I started taking her for a a one- to two-mile run at about 6.30 every morning. It is good for both of us. Hazel looks forward to the runs, and she looks at me with with expectant eyes and often barks at me to get going. There are days when I absolutely do not want to run. The weather may not be the best. I may be tired or sore, just want to do other things. But Hazel expects her run, so we go every day, no matter what the weather. 
though I am reluctant to get out to, to get out the door at times, I have to say that if it wasn't for Hazel, I would have missed countless beautiful sunrises, quiet winter mornings with moonlight reflecting on the snow, gorgeous flowers in bloom, colorful fall scenery, and refreshing rainfalls. Hazel makes sure I notice all creatures in the neighborhood, such as rabbits, squirrels, and many kinds of birds. Nature, fresh air, and outdoor activity is so healing. God speaks to us through his creation. It is his gift to, to us to enjoy. How sad that so many ignore, ignore it and sit inside in front of a screen in artificial light and artificial air. When I'm out in nature, my soul is refreshed and my mind is at peace. Even on extreme cold days, a blast of freezing air wakes me up, makes me feel alive. And sunshine in any weather is so uplifting. It penetrates into our body through our skin and gives us vitamin D. Isn't that amazing? Because of Hazel, I've learned to appreciate simple joys. I have come to realize that God brought her and I together for a reason. He wanted me to spend more time outdoors drawing closer to him as I receive soul rest, and he wanted Hazel to have a home where she is loved. God always has a plan. That's a great story, Jen. I actually pulled up her Facebook page. I, I'm assuming. That looks like that must be uh, Hazel. Hazel. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, pretty dog. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this is a great story. She says the dog isn't particularly attractive. I think. I think a, it's an attractive dog. I do yeah. Too. I so, do too. Uh, so there talking. you go. Now, you, now you've got a face to put with the name Hazel and Jan. That's right. So uh, very good. Great story. Yeah, I love it when God puts people together who are mutually beneficial, and in this case, a person and a dog. Yeah, via uh, pet or yeah. or person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Who, who would think? I mean, just off the top of your head, who would think that a dog? would facilitate a better relationship with Christ. Yeah. Right? God can use anything. God can use anything. Yep. Um, yeah, and, you know, I think this idea of getting out in nature and running um, is pretty underrated. I think a lot of people don't realize. I, maybe they realize it, but, you know, we take it for granted. If we're a runner and I get out there every day, a lot of times, you know, you just go out there and you, you just – Head doesn't even turn. You just mm-hmm. get your run in and you get done. But there's so much sometimes to to look at. I re, when we were at the half marathon, as we're walking through, um, that was one of the things. Angie and Patrick, I was the three of us were kind of walking uh, down the course and trying to you know cheer for folks as they came by, and they were noticing all sorts of wildlife that mm-hmm. I wasn't noticing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there was a can't remember what kind of bird a big bird one of those birds of prey i can't remember which one it was and he came in and he we saw him about i don't know 20 meters away from us and then he flew closer Mm. he was like within like 30 feet of us just sitting on a log isn't it amazing how big those birds actually are you don't notice until they get i mean like a big like a eagle or a buzzard or a yeah. vulture or something like that they're humongous but you usually don't see them up close like that yeah yeah so that's yeah that's yeah. i actually saw one the other day going across a lake holly and i were driving to some friend's house we were kind of out in the country and there was one flying across a lake and he had a squirrel you could see the squirrel yeah. dangling like flailing but he uh he had caught his dinner for that evening and was headed to the other side of the lake but yeah they're humongous nature at work yeah yeah and she mentions here about people sitting inside and 
pushing buttons on and screens and, and all of that stuff. And uh, yeah. while that stuff can be good, I mean, there's a lot of stuff we get from that. It's but we great, need to counter that. We do we have to counter, to counter that. that. That's yeah. exactly Cause I mean, right. many people, that's their job. I get it. That's our job. A lot of our job yeah. is sitting behind these computer screens, but man, I mean, I can, I can tell when it's time to shut down. Sometimes I try to shut it down in the middle of the day. I did it yesterday. Went out and I was able to get my run in in the middle of the day. And that that's a good break because, yeah. you know, I'm I'm one of those five, six, seven hours staring at this computer screen. Yeah. I, I go about half crazy. So, and <laughs> yeah, my, that may be the best reason to get outside. Yeah, my sanity, sanity comes from just <laughs> walking outside, you know, yeah. and running or doing something. So, yeah. For sure. Psalm 23 uh, one uh, verses one through three. The Lord is my shepherd; I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. Is God trying to tell us something? I think this is the third time we've had this scripture in the past month or so, and I don't remember us having the having the twenty third Psalm in the previous hundred and twenty episodes. Yeah, before it's crazy, and I I, th- I think it goes. You know, I, I've talked on here past couple years. My kind of my word or i don't really have the words but my my focus has been peace and this really is the peace chapter i mean if uh it goes on to say yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death and you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies yeah um his peace surpasses all understanding and he 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 makes it very apparent that i mean you have your enemies and you're eating in front of them and then when you're walking through death death of a loved one death of a friend those are the times when we associate when society says there's no peace but god said if if you're with me if you if you have an abiding relationship with me if i am your father if you claim to be my son then you've got peace peace. in the face of your enemies in the face of death wherever you go there is peace but we have to choose to accept it. Yeah. And that's that's the big thing. We've mm-hmm. talked so many times, and maybe this is the theme. We talk so many times about our schedules and how we just try to pack them full and pack them full and pack them full. And society says that the harder you go, the more successful you are. Baloney. It's yeah. not true. Now, mm-hmm. we need to work hard. Sure. But we don't we don't we don't need to we don't need to overdo it. We've yeah. got to have because working hard and the context of society means no room for God. Yeah. And the way this whole 23rd Psalm is set up, and I, I love because there's different versions of this, and I like this version because it says, I lack nothing. The truth is, is when you've got God, you lack nothing. There's nothing that absolute. you need that you don't have. Right. And, um, I, you know, we're always our reason for being so busy all the time and always pushing harder and harder and harder is to accumulate more stuff basically. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, God says we have all we need and that's what this, this is all about. It, we've got him, we've got everything and that's, that's all we need. And then it talks about how, you know, he, he makes me lie down and the, I, I, I read this. It says the verb translated makes me lie down indicates an open ended continual action. The idea is that the shepherd constantly and consistently leads the sheep to places of nourishment, sustenance and benefit. Again, the idea is wherever I am, that is what is best for me. So so this idea of, of God is consistently <clears throat> providing everything we need. It's not. 
it's not he 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 throws everything into a box and says here you go mm-hmm. it's he's always there providing and around the corner you look around the corner there he is again mm-hmm. and if you're looking for it you can see it um and that's why he says he refreshes my soul um and when you say something needs ref- if if you say something is refreshing what are you saying you're saying it needs to be mm-hmm. refreshed right and we do uh, i just think this I love the twenty third song. Yeah, we could talk about that. Yeah, I mean, it's not long. it's not just the funeral psalm. Yeah, you know, it's the that's verse right. you hear at funerals, but that's it's way more than that. Absolutely. That's just one of the the cogs of that verse. Yeah. Well, how about another psalm? This is Psalm one forty five nine and ten. The Lord is good to all, compassionate to every creature. All your works uh, give you thanks, O Lord. All your faithful bless you. It's this is just it's Psalm one forty five is just a simple praise. It's mm-hmm. just telling God how incredible He is. We've been talking about worship in our church. We've been on a long series recently, and right now that's what we're talking about. We're talking about what it means to worship. And I thought this was so fascinating. The preacher this past week, he was talking about how we often think about we go to church, we get infused at church of all this energy to to take out into the world. But he said that it goes the other way as well. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, throughout the week, if we're paying attention, we're seeing God at every turn. We're seeing, we just talked about nature. We see God out in nature and we're thankful for all that. And so what we're doing is during the week, we're gathering all of these great things that God has, has shown us and put into us. And then at, at our worship service, what are we doing? We're letting all that out. We're going, thank you, God, mm-hmm. for everything that you've done. And that's what this psalm is doing. Well, I mean, think you read this psalm and you really study the words. And, and I'll be honest, I'm just I'm just now really starting to see this. This this psalm is circular, mm-hmm. circular as in a circle. Mm-hmm. All your works give you thanks, O Lord. So anything the Lord does points back to him. And it says, and your faithful bless you. We, we don't think about blessing God. We think about the mm-hmm. other way, mm-hmm. getting blessings from God. But when we, when we are faithful to what God commands, that brings him joy. Yes. And so it's a, it's a circle yep. that we're blessing God, he's blessing us, and, it's, and, and the more you start to spin that ball, the faster it goes and the more blessings that come as a result. That's how relationships work. Mm-hmm. If, if I was your friend which we're friends, and I just wanted blessings from you all the time, friendship's not going to last that long. Mm-hmm. But it, it's reciprocal. And I think that's what this verse is kind of showing, that it, it's it's a complete circle that we bless God, God blesses us. Everything that God does points to Him. Um, and it's, the truth it's an is, endless cycle. Yeah, and the truth is, is when that cycle gets broken, mm-hmm. There's only one that's breaking it, oh, really? and it ain't God. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. So if you're if you're not feeling that circle, um, just, just look around. Yeah. Look around. And it goes the back to the thing around. that we've talked about before. If you're going to church and you're just looking for what you can get out of it, it's the wrong posture. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got to, yeah, yes, we need to get something out of church, but we also need to give stuff yep. to our churches. It's it's that same circle because it's God's house. There again, that that building, that body of people points to God. Yep. Um, it's that same thing that our pastor was talking about. It's, yeah. yes, I go to church to get 
refreshed mm-hmm. and to, to get energized for the upcoming week. But I'm also pouring out everything. And that, that's the blessing. Because there's people who need that refreshing. Yes. You know, I, I, I put a post. I actually put it on Run Club the other day um, about a conference that our church is having with yeah. Life Action Ministries. It's just an incredible group. But the, the title of it is Refuel. Yeah. Um, of this conference. And um, so, yeah, if you're in the Dalton area, look look on the Facebook group. Uh, I put the details up there, but it's incredible. Yeah. If you've never seen Life Action, go, go check them out. I'm hoping maybe we have the opportunity to do that. Yeah. Matthew 11, 28 through 30 says, Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourself. For my yoke is easy. And my burden light. Okay, I just, as you were reading that, I got to thinking about something you just said a few minutes ago. You, you mentioned that you loved coming in. Angie and Patrick had prepared everything. I mean, yeah. they had worked for a couple weeks making sure everything was going to be in place, getting mm-hmm. the tents. She was working with the race director on making sure. And you come in in the middle of that and how nice that was. Yeah. That's exactly what God does for us. Yeah. His, his, yoke is easy and his burden is light is what that is it's like coming in and somebody's done all the work and you can just sit down and oh i mean you'd been on the road you were doing a cross country meet the day before it was nice to come in and just enjoy the atmosphere and somebody had already prepared the way Mm -hmm. that's what god does for us every day but again it's a choice we have to choose to go there but so many times we see god sitting right here and i'm pointing at my coffee cup and we we're like a we're like a kid in a candy store and we see something oh we need to go over here god come over here and work that's not how it works yeah we if we go to where god's working it's like walking into that race and all the preps done yeah it's that's a good good analogy and it, this is so needed today, right? Absolutely. Because we're, we all feel so stressed. And read this, because what it's saying is we're finding rest in the work. We're in the yoke, sure. and we're finding rest at the same time. Yeah. I mean, how incredible is that to think think about? So in all of those times when we're stressed, Jesus says, if, if you abide in me, that then you're you're going to find rest even in those times when things yeah, are stressful. Absolutely, and uh, that's just an incredible picture. Um, yeah, and you know, a lot of times we hear when we talk about following the direction that he provides from outside the the, the Christian community, you find people going, "Well, there's too many rules, there's too many rules, too many things." But the point is, and this is this is his point: is when you're in a yoke, you're doing what he wants, what he's got you doing, what he's he's helping you along along the way even if even if you you said okay yeah there's a lot of rules there aren't but let's say that there are let's just stipulate that um those rules that we're following are going to make everything better mm-hmm. because we're going to be with him and he's going to make his burden is light he's going to help us along the way i don't know if that makes sense it, it makes absolute sense and I'll, I'll give you a, a case in point that that I think it's our nature to want those rules. And I, I, I say rules is the wrong word. But I want to yeah. make an example. You know, we several years back, we kind of changed things on the instructor end of Run for God, and we kind of opened it up to do a class however you want to do it because that's the way people do it anyway. And we, we don't want to put a lot of 
we didn't want to have a lot of rules on how to run your class because if you're teaching from the book, we know it's being taught, right? If you're going through the book, do it how you want, do it where you want, do it whatever time you want. But guess what we started seeing? We started getting more and more emails on people were just confused. Yeah. What we found, and this and, and this is true for my life, people want direction. It's not rules. Yeah. The Bible is not a book full of rules. Yep. It's a it's a owner's manual on how to live your life. Yep. You know, an owner's manual, you don't have to follow it. It's it's not dictating your life. And neither is God. God has given you an owner's manual that makes everything easier. We we saw it with instructors. And now if you look, we have a pretty um, a defined way to run a class, knowing that if somebody goes outside of that and does it something different, we're fine with that. Yeah. But people want that direction. And I think it's our human nature because, because we were created in God's image. There's something deep down in all of us that we need that owner's manual. Because following God is not riddled with rules. It's full of direction. It's like that GPS example that we use so many times. Your GPS is not giving you a set of rules. Yeah. It's giving you direction. Well, here's a good, I think a good analogy is that I remember one time my lawnmower, just, (laughs) I couldn't get it started. I could not, it would turn over and it would turn over, it would turn over and it would just wouldn't start. And I spent hours <laughs> i had other people over to my house that knew about small engines looking at it we all we just kept look we just kept looking for stuff we couldn't find anything and it was you know I, again i spent hours trying mm-hmm. to fix that lawnmower and then i got on youtube <laughs> two minute youtube video <laughs> and i found out not only was it an easy problem to fix but it cost me a dollar to fix that lawnmower and it was it was a very simple thing. That's the difference between doing things under our power yeah. and doing things under God's power. And even that YouTube video, it wasn't rules. Exactly. It wasn't a rule. It, it was just direction. It was follow this. Yep. And things will be easier. Yep. That's exactly what our relationship with God is. Yeah. He's not mandating. He's not pounding his fist. He's not ruling with an iron rod. Yep. He's he's got his hands open saying, just follow me. Yeah. And how ignorant are we sometimes thinking that we've got a better way? We yeah. don't. Yeah. Yeah, we're going over a study in church right now of uh li- talking about liberty. Um if you've never seen the the series Monumental, Kirk Cameron, the movie Monumental, mm-hmm. e- everybody needs to see that. So I, sh- I still haven't seen that. It should be required that, that everybody sees Monumental by Kirk Cameron. Uh anyway, He's talking about liberty. Liberty comes from God, and um, that's what God gives us liberty, not enslavement. And that's that's what's so important to understand. All right, first question. Do you look for beauty of God's creation on a daily basis? It's not hard nowadays or this time of year. Yeah, boy, that's true. It's true. Golly, it you look we, out the window right now, and it's just incredible outside. We pay more attention, yeah, to it for sure. Um, and there's times when I, there's times when it overwhelms me. There's times when I'm out on a run, particularly if it's an early run when it, things are really, really quiet, like on an early Saturday morning or something. And I'm by myself and you're out there and you just, you just stop and you're like, this is, it's the place where that I have to run 
from my house. It's just gorgeous. There's just beautiful area. You know the area, and it's yeah, it's beautiful out there. And there's times where I just have to stop and thank God, and it's yeah, it's awesome. But I don't do it every day. She's yeah. saying, "Do you do that every day?" No, I should. Don't. To me, there's still, and that's why I love this time of year. To me, yeah. there's still. You've heard me talk about this. There's no better way to experience God in nature than in a deer stand. I mean, yeah. it's incredible. You need to go with me one morning. I've got a buddy stand. It's not about the deer. It's really not. It's I get about. It, but you have to. You have to be still. Well, you can be still for. I want to. I want to dare you. <laughs> you pick the Saturday, and we'll go, and then we'll talk about Dean's uh, first deer hunt. It's not about the deer. It's not about any time I go hunting. It's not about the game. Yeah, that's a bonus. Yeah, but it's about just doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. And watching the world come alive because yeah. you do, you see it, you see it come alive. It's it's unlike anything you've experienced. Yeah, I promise you. Yeah, I have to do it sometime. I like, I, you know, you know me. I like to try. Stuff, I'm going to so. make that happen to everybody right, listening. Well, it'll have to be over the winter time when uh, <laughs> we don't have uh, track and stuff. But <laughs> yeah, there's just there, there's there's so much beauty in everything. You know, one of the things that um, that that from this weekend is that drive mm-hmm. that that we made it's just like you said this time of year mm-hmm. in the in the, the blue the blue ridge mountains mm-hmm. um, just just beautiful uh, and it's always it always amazes me um people uh, we we look at god's creation and and we treat we, we we i don't know what i'm trying to say here i'm losing my train of thought uh <laughs> <laughs> senior moment i'm telling you this this getting old stuff is not for sissies <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know if, um you haven't gotten quite to that part yet but <laughs> oh i have my days for sure <laughs> but no i mean it's just easy everywhere you go right now i mean it's and whether you're deer hunting or you're driving through the mountains or you're at a cross-country meet you just look around and you see god's fingerprint on everything yeah right now and it's um yeah it's pretty incredible it is Next question, is it easier for you to get motivated to run or walk if you have a buddy? And then she says, explain. I think that I go in and out of seasons of, the, seasons of yeah, this. Right now, I've, I've got a buddy, Keith Parham. Uh, you ran with us some the other day. Yeah. It's nice right now, kind of the coming back to running, because I, I've always said, and this is why that I tell people to, what we talked about at the beginning of this podcast Plan a couch to marathon, but also plan a 5K challenge. Because that that first three miles, learning to get back or coming to running for the first time, learning to run that first three miles is the hardest part of a marathon. That's if you true. can get past that 20-minute run, then you can run a marathon. Yep. People don't understand the 5K challenge is by far the hardest step. That's absolutely right. And the only thing that scares them is just simply the distance of the rest of it, like for the marathon challenge. But you you get past that. And even even for a marathoner, even for you probably, I I don't know this, but I'm gonna assume what's what's the hardest mile of any run? Yeah, it's always the beginning. It's, it's always, always the beginning. Yeah, always. And um so yeah, so now that I'm I'm kinda coming back and I'm getting there. But it's nice to have somebody. It's nice to have an accountability partner who's going to show yeah. up and 
he's going to run a certain pace. And even if he's not feeling it, maybe I'm feeling it. It's, it's kind of that iron, iron sharpens iron thing yeah. where we, if I'm kind of backing it down, he's picking it up and we're holding each other accountable. So yeah, for me right now, it, it, it is easier. Yeah. I think you, the way you put it, you go in and out. That's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way. There's times when I really, really love running with people. And then there's times where I really, really love running by myself. I don't mm-hmm. really prefer one over the other. Right. Um, it just depends on the day. Some days yeah. I love running with a group. Um, some days I like running by myself. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, and I think variety, you know, variety is a spice of life. So, yeah. Uh, but for a lot of people, for a lot of people, they need somebody to run with. Mm-hmm. They need somebody to, to drag them along. And you and I are pretty independent minded. So it's probably a little bit easier mm-hmm. for you and I to do things on our own than for a lot of people. Um, I know people who just, they just simply won't run if somebody's not with them. Right. And, um, so it is critically important. Um, and of course I've told the story before about when I was young and in high school and I used to meet another guy on the, on the team to do morning runs before school. And, uh, so having an accountability partner there, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't want to not show up and he didn't want to not show up because we were going to razz each other if we didn't. Yeah. Um, uh, that's always, that's always an important component right. of having somebody to run with is just being held accountable. So if you don't show up, if you and Keith have agreed to go run and you don't show up, Keith's oh, going to give you a hard time. Oh, for sure. And he should. As he should. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I think it's cool. I just remember, you know, that show, The Biggest Loser that was on for so many years. Mm-hmm. I, I know there was some controversy at the end of that whole thing, but... But what I heard people say over and over again, people who are overweight would say, well, if I had somebody who was staying on me all the time and helping me the way they help people then, and pushing me the way they would push them, then I could do that too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the truth is for a lot of people, that's the feeling. They really sure. need somebody around to help them. Last question. Do you feel closer to God when you are out in nature? Why or why not? <laughs> I don't know. I think it depends on what I'm doing. I, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. I've, I've during a few of these runs recently, especially these harder runs. We 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 have our run fast Wednesdays. What we're doing right now, and you know, there's a few times where I've said, "Help me, Jesus. Where are you at? You're not here." And it, for it feels like you're not here. Um, but yeah, to the point. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's God's canvas. It's 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 where you can really see God's creation and wonder how in the world people think this all happened just by chance. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. no way. For real. The The thing that I think about too, though, is we always talk about, we associate God with nature and it makes sense. Sure. Right? That's, I, I get it. I understand it. But God, God's in everything. Mm-hmm. And so your smartphone that we can get frustrated with and we can think, well, it's a terrible thing. It's also a good thing. Sure. And it's a pretty incredible thing when Very. you think about it. And God gave us the ability and the knowledge, the where the wherewithal to develop those things. Mm-hmm. And God's in those things too. And so God is it is it, all we gotta do is look. Sure. For two seconds, we can find him. Mm-hmm. And um yeah. I when I think about God and and um I think about first sightings. I remember the first time I walked up on the Grand Canyon and how incredible that was. Still never been there. And it, it is. It's just incredible. The first time you look over that rim, it's just 
it's it's all inspiring. But I also remember the first time that I walked into a major league ballpark <laughs> and how incredible that was to me. Of course, I was a little kid at the time, but that was pretty incredible too. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just I think God is in all of all of everything. We see him all over the place and sometimes we may feel closer to him in nature, but he's always right there if we just turn around and notice. Yeah. Do you struggle with motivation to exercise? Are you looking for something that will challenge you and inspire and motivate you? The Run for God Run Club is just what you need to get off the couch and on your way to a fitter, healthier you. Stop trying to get into better shape and do it. With the help and inspiration of thousands of others who are going through the same challenges you face, whether you're participating in the Couch to Marathon Challenge or just looking for a daily pick-me-up to get active, join the Run for God Run Club today. You can join for as little as 27 cents a day. So what are you waiting for? Get started today at www.runforgod.com. back and I mentioned one of the coolest things about the cannonball half marathon just getting out there was that drive between Knoxville and Asheville that stretch right there where you go through the smoke was it Smoky Mountains National mm-hmm. Park um gosh that's such a great so did drive. you get on were you able to get on the Blue Ridge Parkway any I didn't get on the okay. Blue Ridge Parkway yeah I don't know that's that, a treat yeah you know I don't know that I've ever driven a long way on the Blue Ridge Parkway the speed limit's like 45 miles an hour oh man but it's worth it yeah because there's no commercial traffic is allowed on it right so it's just cars and motorcycles yeah and, it's, um, and yeah. views and it's, I've, God, I have been fun. on parts of it yeah and it, yeah it is beautiful yeah I think I remember riding uh, on it on my motorcycle when I had a motorcycle never knew you had a motorcycle yeah I don't take you for a motorcycle person yeah I had one for about I don't know five or six years really yeah Hmm. yeah I I enjoyed it for about nine months (laughs) and then it just got boring yeah so (laughs) I don't know I know there's people listen hey if you're out there and you're a motorcyclist and you enjoy it and you've been doing it for years I get it I, I I do but it's not for me. I thought I would like it. Holly and I, her dad used to have a Harley. And Holly Holly and I took it one weekend and went to the Chattanooga Air Show. And I got on the interstate. I said I'd never get back on another one because those big trucks come by. It mm-hmm. felt like it was a vacuum cleaner pulling yeah. us in. Yeah. And I haven't been on one since then. I, is that right? It's not for me. No. It is It is scary. Yeah. It is scary. And you realize that, you know, a lot of people talk about how dangerous motorcycles are. It's really not the motorcycle that's dangerous. It's everybody it's around, around you. you. Yeah. 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 So anyway, didn't mean to get into all that. Uh, <laughs> but I remember I was talking with one lady, uh, one, one of our members, who was talking about what a great day she had. Like everything was just so much easier that day than it was all the training that she, that led up to it. It was all, you know, it was a struggle. And, but then on race day, everything just came together and it just worked beautifully. And she was able to really enjoy the day. And that's what the training program is designed to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Turns out incredibly, she followed the plan pretty close the whole way. Yeah. So <laughs> it's amazing how that happens, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it, that was cool, and it's always nice to hear that, yeah. that uh, the people have a timeline. Of course, there were other uh, folks there, too, who had the opposite effect, who really struggled and had a really hard time getting to the finish line for, for various reasons. Yeah, um, we, we had one lady who uh, she had problems with her feet, 
And I walked over there and I'm talking to her and I'm encouraging her and everything. And I'm, she was sitting right there next to the run for God tent. Well, I'm assuming she's a run for God person. She wasn't. <laughs> she was just somebody who just found a place to, to lay down on the grass right there. And I'm over there talking to her like she's one of us. And so uh, she probably is telling people, this guy, he was so nice. <laughs> no clue who this guy was. <laughs> but he was talking to me like he knew me uh, well that's what we're supposed to do that's exactly that's the, right that's the beauty of this club is i think everybody's like that yeah so yeah and again i mentioned junction 311 and and what a good job they do with stuff and um it, this was a it was a good experience and uh yeah that we went out patrick and angie and i uh, we went out and we caught them at about two and a half miles. They went through the park, out of the park, and they went on the road for a little bit before they went back on the greenway. Right about where they were getting back on the greenway, we hung out there mm-hmm. to, to start with. So we caught them coming by, caught everybody at about two and a half miles. And then we walked down the greenway a little ways, and we caught everybody at the 10-mile mark, hmm. r- around the 10-mile mark. And you know, people were like, oh, you have no idea how much it helped that you were there at 10 miles. I'm like... Yeah, that's why we were yeah, at we 10 do. miles. Yeah. <laughs> because that's where it gets to really yeah. getting tough. And, um, yeah, so it was fun. And uh, we were just cheering for folks. And, of course, you know how I am with names. I'm so bad with names. I can't remember names. It saved my life. You can't uh, remember some of your own athletes' names. It's sometimes. true. It's very. It's <laughs> absolutely true. And But I remember when we were at that Cap City half marathon back years ago mm-hmm. in Ohio. Yeah, Columbus, and um, they had their names printed on their bibs. And yeah, I've that's seen nice. others. I th- was it? Is it Disney that has them printed on? Their yeah, bibs? yeah, I think so. Um, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, when the names are printed on the bibs because you can call people by name, and there's something about hearing your name called while you're hurting. And they look at helps. you like, "How do you know my name?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a minute. They've got so much brain fog they don't even realize it's written on their bib. <laughs> that is true. It is true. But it's always fun to encourage people. Um, in these races i just love doing that yeah i can i can do that for hours yep yep all right well it's a time for dean's thoughts and that's a time when i share something that i've written about the intersection between running and faith you know there's times when you just don't have the strength to do something or do you this one is called the strength is there let me start off by saying i'm not a doctor I know, that's no revelation, but I want to broach a subject that can be sensitive and controversial. I don't want to get into the controversial parts, but there is one aspect of depression that I thought was instructive for us as runners or walkers. If I were to ask you if a person suffering from depression was physically stronger or weaker than someone uh, who is not in the throes of the disease, how would you answer? I think we would all assume that the person in depression was physically weaker than a healthier person, right? And I would feel like that was a safe bet if someone asked me that question. But according to some something that I heard and somebody that I talked with recently, um, I would be wrong. This person claimed that um, this is someone. Uh, now, again, this person who claimed that is someone who um, normally I, I have pretty good faith in. But along with at least average physical strength, they are far less energetic people who have depression. Uh, Someone who is going through depression can find it difficult to find the energy to simply walk up a flight of stairs. I don't want to argue the truths and fictions of depression, but obviously the reason someone would find it hard to take a walk up those stairs has nothing to do with their physical strength, right? 
I think we can agree to that. The limitation for de- for the depressed person is not physical, but to them, it feels physical. And that's where I want to park for just a minute. I've seen over and over again, the limitations are mind our minds put on our physical bodies. I've seen athletes go through workout after workout that indicate they are better than their race times. I've worked with many people who are convinced they can't run for more than an hour. And the truth is that it actually feels like they can't, they can go no further or no faster. The feedback they get from their mind and their body tells them that they have reached their limits, yet they have not. It is a lot like the person in depression feeling like they have no energy, yet they may be stronger than ever. Of course, the million-dollar question is, how do we get a person to jump that barrier? I wish I had the answer. I don't. But I know this. Just knowing about it can't hurt. But that's also not the big jump we're looking for. The big jump is believing and fighting through it. Sometimes that's all it takes. If just one person looks at their situation and is able to make a breakthrough from hearing this analogy, it would be great. Is that you? Are you struggling to get over a barrier that all evidence tells you that you should be able to clear? I hope this analogy is helpful to your goals. Do you think faith is similar? The Bible tells us so many things that are true that we have difficulty believing. Matthew 17, 20 says, Truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. We are capable of so much more but we have to believe it. The person suffering from depression, struggling to walk up a flight of stairs, has the strength within them to reach the top of the stairs. The person who thinks she can't run for more than an hour has the strength within her to run for three hours. And the person who just can't believe there is a God who loves them unconditionally has the gift in front of them waiting to be accepted. We have so much within our grasp, yet it feels like it's out of reach. We're holding keys in our hands while we search for those same keys. Whatever your struggle, I pray today that you would notice those keys in your hand and that you would find the strength God has put inside you and that you would come to the realization that the gift of salvation is a prayer away. If you don't understand God's love for you and what what you need to do to do to accept this gift, please go to runforgod.com forward slash peace with God to find the answers. Man, that's a great story, Dean. <clears throat> we actually just had a conversation about this just the other night. Yeah. Uh, Landon had his region cross-country meet, and uh, we were talking about this very thing. You know, we get it in our heads that we can't go any faster. And, you know, I, I mentioned to Landon before the race, try not to let anybody pass you in the last 400 meters. Yeah. Because this is where what you're saying really comes to light a lot of times. You know, kids especially, well, all of us really, we say, there was nothing left. And you'll hear those same exact kids, they're, they're starting to get past in the last 400 meters of a race, and all of a sudden, they find the, the speed to beat that person who's about to pass them. Mm-hmm. Well, just 10 seconds before that, they were saying to their mind, in their, their own mind, I don't, I don't have it in me. Yep. But sometimes that motivation literally pulls up beside you and you realize, how how do we replicate that? I guess that's the question you're saying that that's exactly. we don't have the answer to. Yeah. How do we replicate that competitor pulling up beside us and all of a sudden, there it is. Yeah. We, we have more in us. And whether it's running or whatever it is, there's things that 
that happen naturally sometimes that make us do better, make us go faster, make us go longer. How do we replicate that? Yeah, and I would, again, wish I knew the answer to that because I would share it with a lot of people. Landon's a really good example because Landon is convinced that he can't relax when he's running. Mm -hmm. And in his mind, he can't feel what that feels like. And I keep telling him, you need to relax. And I'm trying to explain it all, all different angles, trying to figure out what's going to trigger him to get to feeling that, that relaxation that you mm -hmm. can feel when you're sure. running hard that he hasn't experienced at this point. Right. And so we're still trying to break that barrier and we're going to get there yeah. eventually. But, uh, but that, 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 but the truth is, is that he can, but he can't figure it out. Right. So in his mind, he can't relax. Sure. And so, yeah, we see this all the time with people who just, who just can't figure it out. Um, and I think some people are better than other. Landon is one of those that he's just not receptive. Yeah. He just, he has it in his head that it can't happen, but there's other people who are, well, they'll try anything. And, and that's, that's the key is keep trying different things until you find what's worked. But so many times I, I'm one of those, I'm, I'm so hard headed. Sometimes I'm like, well, I can't do that. Well, that's a pretty dumb comment to make because yeah. You can do it, so therefore I can do it. You you can relax when you're running. Mm -hmm. So I have the ability to relax when I'm running, but so many of us just, we just put up that, it's a self-imposed wall so many yeah. times. We, we, you know, I can't do that. We hear people say, I, you know, I'm using weird examples here, but, you know, I, I can't stop drinking alcohol. It's just in my blood. Or I can't stop cussing. It's just who I am. No, it's not who you are. Yeah. It's not in you. You have the power to change. Yep. And we have the ability to change, whether it be running and our faith walk and our, you know, who we hang out with or, you know, whatever it is. We have to understand that so many times these examples, like what you're given, it's just, it's a choice. Yeah. We just is. have to choose to do it or be open to learning how yeah. to do it. Yeah, how many times do we hear people say, I can't run a 5K? Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of people just like you that do. Yeah. And you can too. Yeah. And I've always, that's exactly what you're talking about is what I've always hung my hat on is if somebody else can do it, I can do it. Sure. And so many times that could be, uh, that could solve a lot of our issues a lot of times. And we'll just look around us and go, look at all these other people doing it. Yeah. You know? Then if they can do it, surely I can do it too. Yeah. Um, that That's always been my, my thing. And I, I was talking with, uh, I was work do, running, doing a workout with Catherine the other day on the track and, um, and I was telling her, she, and she could feel it. We we, we tried to do a, a run, and we were going to run as long as we could at a particular pace. And that's what we did. And she she made it about as far as we thought she would make it. And uh, But she was, I, I told her, I said, I don't know if you realize, I was probably hurting more than you were. <laughs> and she, she said, yeah, I could hear it. She said, I could tell. And... Uh, and I, I said, you, you just have to get, I told her that I won't accept no. Right. I won't accept I can't do it. And that's why I could keep going. And you know, I, and I told her, I said, if we, if you'd been able to go another mile, I would have figured out how to go another mile. <laughs> yeah. And it just would have been that simple. And I said, it, it is that simple. I said, I told her, I said, I said, I've, I use the phrase that I'm just too dumb to, to think about it any other way. And you know what she said? She goes, she goes, no, I like to think you just have faith. Mm. And I thought, well, that's a 
I like that. Well, well I mean, that. contrast that to another one of your athletes right now, Riley. Yeah. Riley has decided there are no barriers. That's right. And she is killing it. Yep. I mean, she's killing it right now. She's the fastest girl on the team right now, isn't yep. she? Yep. And it's because, I mean, it's obvious just talking to her, what limited amount I do talk to her, that she's just decided there are no barriers with my running. Yep. My only barrier is me, and I'm getting me out of the way. Yep. And uh, that's a cool place to be. There's so much opportunity when you mm-hmm. get to that point, but it's so hard to get to that point. I say it's hard. We make it hard. Yeah. It's really not hard. And that's within all of us, and, and not For just sure. running. It, it, this go, this applies to everything, yeah. right? That that there's so many things that we can do and accomplish if we just get ourselves out of the way. Sure. And our, our stinking brains that, that limit <laughs> us so much. We just need to turn our brains off sometimes. Sometimes. At Run For God, we care about more than just your exercise. We care about your relationship with God, and we believe that the music you listen to while you run can help you build your relationship with God. That's why we partner with J Radio. J Radio offers a variety of positive and Christian playlists to listen to while you run. You can find a playlist that I put together on the Run For God station at J Radio. All right, every week I share a reason why running is so awesome. This is my reason this week. It's easy to track your progress. You know, all these apps, the latest running apps, it's easy to track everything you do. You know, I, when I get through with a run, before before I even sit down, my run is already logged in Garmin Connect and Strava. It's and it's just, on your phone and ready to be viewed. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that amazing? It really is amazing. And that's pretty cool, right? To be able to track what you're doing, how you're doing. and you Gone know. are the days we hop in the car and go drive the route we just ran to see <laughs> how far right. we ran. Yeah. And you have, like, I've got heart rate on there and pace and all these things that are just pretty cool. Leg spring stiffness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, and you know, I guess you, there's other sports where you can get to, like cycling is, mm-hmm. is very similar. Um, but there are very few sports where you can track your progress like that. Yeah. Like if you're a tennis player, how do you track your progress in tennis? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you do that, but you can in running. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. And what's cool about some of this, uh, I know our girls, sometimes one of them, like they'll, they won't charge their, they'll forget to charge their watch mm-hmm. and they'll do some kind of a run or a workout. Well, all they do is they have their their partner that they ran with just tag them, yeah, and it's, and and got it's recorded. Yeah. And they didn't even have a watch with them. Yeah, so cool. does it make it? I, I don't use Strava. When you like, if you tagged me in a run, does it add that run to mm-hmm. my like I did it? Yep, hmm, that's it pretty does. cool. Yeah, it's a pretty cool thing. Yep. Well, I have read the book Born to Run. Have you read the book Born? To I haven't. Run? You no. haven't read the book. Well, I thought it was a pretty good book. It is a little dated at this point in time because, you know, the whole minimalist thing. But um, I didn't realize it's been coming under scrutiny lately. <clears throat> and I just don't understand why. Because let me explain. You know, Christopher McDougall is the guy that wrote Born to Run. And the whole book is written. Uh, there's several themes throughout the book. But one of them is that this feeling that using minimalist shoes were, is a great thing because minimalist shoes promote better running form and they certainly do now we have since this book was written i think in 2009 um we have since found that minimalist running shoes are not great for us Mm -hmm. they do help our form 
but there are also other things about them that are not good for us. So there are very few people running in minimalist shoes these days. Um, but one of the things that McDougal says in there, he, he says that a lot of our running injuries come from the fact that we run in these thick-soled shoes. Because he's saying that what we do is because it's so comfortable to land hard on our heel that it promotes that. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Mm-hmm. It's not. That's not not true. But right now they're saying that Christopher McDougal is saying that um, super shoes are bad and that they don't help us at all. And that's just not true. Super shoes weren't a thing in 2009. <laughs> now he's saying thick sole shoes, but thick sole shoes and super shoes not the same thing. Right. And so, uh, I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting, uh, I don't know, debate over the whole thing. I think people are giving Christopher McDougall a So, is he still around? Nothing. I don't I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. He still does talks and things. And, so, yeah. it sounds like he just He's needs written. to go to whatever thread, because you know it's on social media. Yeah. It's somebody's running their mouth. He needs to go in there and make the statement, don't hear what I didn't say. Yeah, he does. Because <laughs> that's exactly what they're doing. That's exactly what has he has he come out and made a statement about it? That, not that I know of, but yeah. yeah, he could put some of that to bed. Don't you but, love it when that some happens? People, some people just want to, they just want to stir They just want to stir it up, yeah. Yeah, that's for sure, yeah. Well, you know, we talked recently on a podcast about uh, why the Japanese are so good at marathons. Yeah. Um, and we talked about how it's a part of their culture and that, that that replaces something else. But a run club member sent us. Chris King. Yeah. Yeah. Chris King sent us this this response. He said the Japanese are so good at track racing. I think we we're talking about cyclists yeah. in this, at this point. They're so good at track racing because after World War II, they developed Kirin racing. It is a motor paced race. Uh, it was, and I think still is, a gambling sport. It was very instrumental in rebuilding the Japanese economy after the war. Cubans, Dominicans, Japanese, Koreans, and Venezuelans are all good at, are all good baseball players because they all had one thing in common: influence of Americans in their countries. Hmm. I, th- I just thought that was an interesting comment. Well, I've it, seen some of these Japanese cyclists before. You know, any kind of track racing, it's single speed bikes, so it's yeah. not like a ten speed. Right, it's a single speed, and the cadence that these guys have you know it can't be too big of a gear for those really fast speeds or other otherwise you would never get the bike moving yeah and so it's it's kind of a middle gear so that they can get it going but what keeps them what makes them go so fast is their cadence i mean these guys are you know a a normal cadence on a bike is 90 90 to 100 these guys are doing like 180 cadence it's like it watching an engine run like a piston on an engine run yeah and it's yeah, I mean their 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 leg speed is so fast, yeah. and uh, it's fun to watch. Yeah. He also followed up with an email that says, "I believe Kieran racing is still an Olympic sport." I didn't know that. Did you know that? Uh, do they call it Kieran, or do they call it something else? I don't know. Maybe that's track cycling now. Yeah, um, yeah, and they may but, still call. It, they may have an event called that. That's yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, very interesting. Pretty cool follow-up to what we were talking it about. It is. It is. So, yeah, you guys, if you got follow-up to every, anything we say, it's... Yeah, and if we say something wrong, let us know. We'll, for sure. We'll air it out. Yeah, yeah 100%. I mean, we, we're, we're not always right, for yeah, sure. That is 100% true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One last thing this week. You know, I was talking with Rebecca. George. Yeah, Rebecca McGeorge. She was talking about all the people have been instrumental in starting her ministry. You know, she's got this ministry, right. um, very, very active ministry. She's another one. Tons Ro- of Ro- Rove 12, Rove 12 Ministries. Yeah, I, think I think that's, that's what it's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and, uh, you know, they're planning a church in Guatemala. Right. And uh, she's got some big announcements coming up about everything she's got going on there. I know you know about all mm-hmm. the stuff that she's talked about. Um, but she was talking about how all the people in her ministry, all the people that have helped her mm-hmm. along the way, all the people who are instrumental in doing things Praying. in her ministry, yeah. all of that stuff, they all came through running and run for God. That's pretty cool. And it's really, it's really, really cool to know, you know, we're just a small ministry, but it shows what can happen when you just follow what God's, what God's laid on your hearts. I mean, you never would have thought that the 12 shirts that you made all those years ago would result eventually in a church being built in Guatemala. Yeah. Isn't that an incredible thought? Yeah. And so, you know, if you're out there and you're thinking, you know, I, I try to talk to people about God and I try to do all these things. And, um, you know, if, if that's if that's something uh, that you think I do all this and I don't feel like there's any return, you never knew any of this stuff. Right. That we yeah. always been going on over the last few years. You never knew it was going on. Yeah. But it was going on. And you know, Rebecca reached out to me here a while back because we've talked about these prayer rocks right behind me before. And she reached out and she said, hey, I want a rock. And uh, so, Rebecca, if you're watching, there's your rock. There's the rock. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's cool. It's it's humbling on one sense, but it's also very obvious in another that we're not driving this ship. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, we're not smart enough to make these type things happen. It's all God stories. I yeah. mean, we, we talk about the, the the God stories in our lives and why we need to be submitting stories, and because that gives you confidence to hear to hear this the the success and the movement of Rebecca's ministry encourages us to keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, because it played a small part in that, and and I want to play a small part in a lot of other stories just yeah. like that because. That's what keeps us going. For sure. You know, and that's why it's so important that you you reach out and you tell us these stories because otherwise we would never know. And you don't, people don't understand the emails, the phone calls, the letters, the handwritten letters. Those are cool. People still actually do those. Yeah. Of encouragement. And you don't understand how much that means. Yeah. So keep doing it. For sure. For sure. And we'll keep trying to encourage you as well uh, because it's, it goes both ways, right? Yeah. Yep. This is, uh, yeah, and you know, at the end of every podcast, we say shine your light, right? That's mm-hmm. that's kind of the thing, and it doesn't matter where you're at. You know, if you're at a race, if you're at, you're just out for a run. Um, if you're talking about running, mm-hmm. you know, all these times, if you can, if you can inject a little bit of Jesus into every conversation and every thought and everything that you do, it's, it's there's opportunities out there to to have these impacts. Sure, and so hopefully we're all doing that. Hey, one other thing that I failed to mention about our group in Greensboro that I'm not sure how I skipped over that part in my notes, but our group won an award. Yeah, you did. Yeah, won an award. I meant to have it here for for the camera, but we won an award for the largest group. Yeah. So we're all just we're all just that's cool. We're all just you know talking with each other. We're having a good time after the race, and all of a sudden I heard from the stage, you know, we're run for God. Is somebody here from Run for God? And I'm like, <laughs> Hold on. I think <laughs> yeah. I was talking with Shannon at the time. Yeah. So I was like, hold on. And I, and I, I heard him, and we all ran up there cool. and, and won the award for the biggest group. Yeah. Thanks so. for everybody for being there. I mean, that, yeah. yeah. It, we, we will never know the impact that everybody that was there had an imp- made on everybody else in attendance. That's true. Because, 
Talk about shining your light. That is, that's, that, that group of people was shining their light that day. And people noticed that. Yeah. People at these races, they're like, those people are different. And that's what we're called to be. That's exactly It's right. different and yeah. shine our light. Yeah, I can't wait to see the what's going to happen in Gulf Shores. Yeah. We're going to take that one over. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Trivia question for this week. Running on a treadmill requires less energy than running outside. What is it about running outside that makes it more difficult than running on a treadmill? Do you know the answer to this? I think I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not what most people would think. Most people would think it's the motor that helps them along. Mm -hmm. That's not the answer. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. So if you know the answer to that question, you can send it to dean at runforgod.com. And if you're the first person, it's worth 20 bucks right yeah. uh of of run for god merchandise yeah so you you're going to want to jump in there and answer this sure. question quickly so that you can win that uh that 20 dollars worth of run for god merchandise and we'll leave you with this a motivational thought of the week this comes from greg wells who's a doctor he said if we had a drug that did what exercise did it would be the biggest revolution ever and would be promoted all over the world and all you have to do is go out for a run. I'm pretty sure we're trying to promote that all we over are. the world. Yeah. 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 And with, you know, prescription costs are up and everything else. And we were talking before we, we went on, we were talking about some some prescription deals where people were on drugs. They go, they come off the drugs and they get better. Yeah. When they come off of the drugs. We're we're pretty heavily medicated, but this drug, the drug of a run, mm -hmm. is totally free. And it's and, it's and you good feel it for you. instantly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So go out there and do that. All right. We're 137 episodes in. If you haven't gone out there and reviewed the podcast and rated us, do that. Mm -hmm. uh, make sure you're sharing this with others. Um, and we just we want to be a light mm -hmm. out there to the, the running community. So help us share that light. Until next time, may God bless every step of every run. Go out there and shine your light. Good job, Dean. For more information about the Run for God ministry, go to runforgod.com. If you have questions about your salvation, click on the Peace with God tab. There's nothing more important. Thanks for joining us today.